What is your confidence level like? Do you feel self-confident with strong self-esteem, being able to take on any challenge with courage, with fortitude? Or do you have fears, insecurities, and other issues that can impede your way? Truth be told, all of us can use a boost in confidence. Some of us are even paralyzed and incapable of fulfilling our dreams and aspirations. Others have confidence, but it can always be built. We live in a world where this is one of our greatest challenges. So please join me in this empowering discussion. Boost your confidence in three easy ways. Hi, this is Simon Jacobson, and we will be speaking about a very relevant and important empowering topic called Boost Your Confidence in Three Easy Ways. This program is dedicated in honor of Freddy Traurig's birthday on 14th of Cheshvan and for Fur Shlema for Cyril Bas Chaya Miriam. Whenever you say the word easy, I'm always quite wary easy ways to boost confidence. And yet, as we shall learn, we can actually discover easy ways to do so. It may be difficult to find that easy way, but once you do, it becomes quite easy. So, let's talk about confidence. What's your confidence level like? Be honest with yourself. Do you feel that supreme self-esteem ability to take on any challenge with courage, with fortitude, then move forward? Or do you feel that fears and insecurities of all sorts, real or imagined, internal or external, are impeding and blocking your way? We have dreams and aspirations, especially when we're younger. And very often they're not fulfilled. And the question is why? Is it due to some external block or is it due to our internal fears, our internal resistance. And, for, and it can, this can come into many shapes and forms. It can be a result of our childhoods, our formative childhoods, where if we had critical parents and critical adults around us who always criticized and undermined us and did not nurture and believe in us, so then you slowly start, you begin to believe that you can't do things. And you begin to um, impose a certain element of resistance to anything that comes your way. I remember just a few weeks ago, and this is very common, speaking to someone, an established person running a good business, and he tells me, I'm still haunted by the words my father would always say when I came home from school, was never enough. Anything I said, my father would say, no, you didn't do it right. And this has affected me, he said, that whenever I have a project today, years later, I always have that voice inside of me saying, you can't do it. I've had to work hard on overcoming that. We all have elements of that that are affected by our childhoods, by different traumas, 
It could even be a divorce of parents, interestingly. You could say, well, what does the divorce of our parents have to do with me? But children personalize everything. They blame themselves. Because it's hard for them to blame their parents. Something's wrong with me. And then you begin to second-guess yourself. Am I really able to do this? And especially when you hear, who do you think you are? That's just one major force. It can be many others. It can be just the need to conform and not rock the boat, to please others. Many of us are pleasers. All this tends to undermine who we truly are and the confidence we need to take on whatever comes our way. How many of us have issues with relationship commitments? Yes, there's always a reason not to commit to a relationship if it's an inappropriate one or it's not healthy. But very often, everything seems to work out. Everything seems to be right on paper. And at this, on a personal level, emotional level, there's a certain fear. Where is it coming from? So we could always explain and justify, you know, this is, I'm going to marry someone. It's long term. I really need to be careful. There's always reasons. But is it coming because of the reasons or is it coming from some form of subconscious insecurity or fear? You may not succeed. Many of us are afraid to take on new projects, the fear of failure. Actually, some also have the fear of success. What am I going to do then? So the list goes on, and I don't want to go into all the usual suspects and the culprits that determine and have shaped our confidence levels. But is it true to say, for instance, that we're born, some of us are born with more confidence than others? Does it make sense? It's mostly impacted by the forces of nurture versus nature. Because look at a newborn child. Is there such a thing as an insecure newborn child? Unless the environment and the lack of nurturing, the lack of security and protection is there, look at children. They just frolic, free abandon. As a matter of fact, you need to do everything possible to stop them from putting their fingers into the wrong places, into an electrical outlet, God forbid. Because they don't have any fear. They don't have any inhibitions. Now, not to suggest that inhibition is always a bad thing. Sometimes it protects us. But if inhibitions start to not allow us, block our way from achieving what we're capable of, that's when it becomes a problem. So newborn children don't have it. You're not born without confidence. You're born with supreme confidence. On a Kabbalistic, mystical, spiritual level, the reason for that is because your soul gives you confidence. Your soul has no issues and no inhibitions and no fears and insecurities because it knows that it is completely secure in its position of being a divine force, a divine ambassador of everything possible, of the infinite, of the eternal in this world. It is only due to life's experiences and to the people around us that ultimately our mindset shifts and we start to question ourselves and we become more cautious and then too cautious. And that blocks us from achieving those goals, objectives, and aspirations that you deserve. So what can we do to counter it? Well, there are two ways to solve things. With Band-Aids and painkillers, that deals with symptoms. And the other way is to get to the root of something. Now, a Band-Aid is very easy to do, but it only is a temporary solution, 
a superficial solution to a superficial problem. But if it's a deeper issue, a band-aid won't help. So the second approach is get to the root of something, which may take more time and more effort, but when you get there, it's far easier because you're dealing with the root and not the symptom, not the results, but the very core issue that drove you to this place. Because even if you repair something and say, okay, here, I'll take a little course or I'll boost my confidence doing this or doing that, then what happens is, okay, it may last for a while, but then those old fears and inhibitions, inhibitions will come back. So what can we do to counter it in a more permanent and sustainable way? <clears throat> so what is the root? If indeed the soul, your soul, and if indeed your birthright is of supreme confidence, what has blocked the way? What has changed? And then we can reverse the process. So there are three main things that affect us and affect our own self-confidence and in turn cause fears and insecurities and inhibitions and any other word you want to use, demons that haunt or in some way impede your path of forging ahead. The three things are not your natural self, but they're coming from forces outside of yourself, which in turn impact you. As I said, the natural you is a confident person, but it's sometimes trapped deep inside. This is critical because we're not talking about creating confidence, we're, creating, we're talking about igniting and boosting and expressing an innate confidence that's already there. Vital that we know that, and we'll get, back to the, we'll get back to that shortly. So what are the forces? I've already mentioned one. Parental. It could be our school systems, our education. As we grow older, it can be our environment, our social circle, the media. So these are the things we, that surround us with. It, and it could be our friends, the company we keep. What do they reinforce? What are they saying to us? Don't underestimate the effect of all these factors. In the impressionable younger years, that's obvious, but even in later years, we want to be accepted. We want to be part of a group. Yes, we like to say we're originals, but there's a line that we all draw, an invisible line. Every society has its rules, and they also have their rules if you break the rules where you become rejected, you can become a uh, unwanted, a deplorable, whatever word you want to call it, excommunicated, blacklisted, not always in extreme ways, in subtle manners. So that's one thing. That, in turn, affects our mindset, how we look at ourselves. So though you have innate confidence, but you don't see that. You don't see, like we don't see many of our skills and potentials. So that's your mindset now is affecting you. Very often that mindset was caused by the first factor, which is the company, which is the environment, the people around us. That in turn affects how we see ourselves. 
In other words, we're not seeing ourselves from the inside out. We're seeing ourselves of how others perceive us or what others' demands and expectations of us. And sometimes it's very subtle and sometimes it's very blatant. And finally, the third thing is the inertia of the status quo. When you get stuck in this place. So your mindset has these fears, insecurities, and inhibitions. The people around you in the environment is reinforcing it or actually feeding it. And now you're in a stuck place. It's hard to make a move. Your confidence is in there. And it's important to point out, this doesn't mean across the board. You can be confident in some areas, but in more fundamental areas that touch more, let's say, your own vulnerability, your emotional relationships, and you may find difficulty there. We should also not confuse confidence with bravado. People just sometimes show, I'm a tough, brave guy. It's really just covering up a deep insecurity. And you need to be honest with yourself to distinguish between the two. So if we were to look at these three forces, how you counter them, with an awareness that deep within you, you have what it takes, and you don't need, it doesn't need to be created or manufactured or bought or purchased. So then the three easy ways, as I call them, to boost your confidence, we'll call them triple A, three A's. Your attitude, your associations, and your actions. Triple A. The associations, as I discussed, are who you associate with. So, on a very practical level, you come up with a nice idea today. You're very inspired. You want to go out and do it. You call the, your associates, and associates can be family, friends, co-workers, consultants. You call them, and they throw cold water on your idea. They say, ah, that's not possible. They give you all the reasons. You're not capable not possible, others have tried, who do you think you are? And it's all in the name of friendship and, uh, and good advice. We all have people like that in our lives, and it could be due to their own insecurities and fears. This is projecting them on you. You need to clear that up. I'm not suggesting never speaking to these people again, but you need to include in your contact list, in your database, in your Rolodex, whatever you call it, new associates. People that when you speak to them, you know, not that they're just patronizing you with platitudes, but you know that they believe in you. And you can trust it. And they will tell you when there's something to be criticized, but they'll say it with love, not with just dismissal. It won't demoralize you, it'll empower you. That's perfectly fine. We all need to have positive and constructive critique. But it has to come from a person who also believes in us. And that's why they're criticizing only in order to bring out the best. So the first thing you need to do, the first easy way, is who are you associated with? This is one of the easiest because most of us don't even think about it. We think of, I'll do something differently. I'll read another book. It comes down to what are you being fed? 
Are you being fed toxic energy by a toxic environment? And I'm not suggesting everyone, but even a few, that in a subtle way or in a blatant way are feeding you reasons for you not to be confident. So they're undermining your very inherent confidence that I mentioned before and feeding your new perception, your new narrative of yourself that you're not capable. Who do you think you are? You're going to fail. How do you counter that? By bringing in associations and associates who you associate with that has positive energy. Not just not negative energy. We don't want a neutral. We want positive energy. Oh, wow, that's a great idea. You should have been doing this a long time ago because you're really great at it. I really believe you can do it. I'll help you in some way. I'll make an introduction. Other things you may need. You need to associate yourself with people like that. Which leads me to the second A, even though I began with that, the triple A, but associations, starting from parents in our formative years, should really be the first. The second A is our attitude. That, we have to change our attitude, which means our mindset, our heart set. And how do you do that? Let's say you already have a negative attitude or you don't have a, that much confidence inside in, in yourself. You need to open up new vistas and horizons that your mind can explore your own soul's potential. Yes, I say soul. I don't say body because it's soul. Soul, in not necessarily in any religious sense. We're talking about soul as in what defines your inner identity. Learn about your soul. Learn about the fact that it has 10 conscious faculties, three intellectual ones and seven emotional ones. That it has two superconscious faculties that are behind the scenes. That how you learn about the three ways you express yourself in your thought, speech, and action. What is this soul made of? What does this aspire to? It's transcendent nature, that it's not bound by the laws of gravity. It defies gravity like a flame that's restless and always rising. Read the chapter Body and Soul, the first chapter in my book, Toward a Meaningful Life. That will get your mind into another place. So your attitude changes. Because you're not just buying into the narrative that you've had about yourself till now, or what others are feeding, but you're creating your new narrative, which is really not new. It's, you're just returning to the very core essence of who you truly are and the confidence that that brings. As I mentioned, the inherent, innate confidence that every soul has from birth and prior to birth. And finally, the third A. Remember we spoke about inertia, status quo. How do you break inertia? Action. The third A, act. Even if you're not in the mood, even if you're not confident, find something that you can do. It doesn't have to be big. You just have to get that shift. It's a qualitative shift. It's not a big action, but an action versus an inaction. Initiative versus paralysis. Proactive instead of reactive. That action, interestingly, not only does it shake you up because it forces you to move, but it does something more. It stirs the innate confidence that's deep inside of you that you may have not accessed fully. The action, in a way, is like 
mixing the pot, getting to that core place. You may not feel it right away, but the action itself breeds confidence. Action breeds action, confidence breeds confidence. And start small. It's like when you untangle a yarn or wires. So there's always going to be areas that are very difficultly and complicatedly tangled. So start untangling from the edges until you can isolate the area that needs most work. Start with any action. You want action suggestions? Let's use another acronym, SPA, the spiritual SPA I've been speaking about. Study, prayer, action. Do something, study something new about your soul. Emote and pray and ask, help me open up new channels or old channels that have been clogged. And act an act of charity, a penny in a charity box, giving charity to a needy person, volunteering, but something that's action-based, not just in your mind and in your words and your heart. Action-based. Action is surprisingly one of the most powerful forces in life, both in the context of commitment. Like someone says to you, I'm with you, my heart is with you. You, you present the whole, let's say, proposal. But they're not ready to sign the check or sign the dotted line. They've not acted. They're, they're talking a big talk. Same thing the other way around. When a person's in a paralyzed state, feels like indecisive, I don't know what to do. The greatest thing you can do is an action, even if it may be wrong action. Obviously, we try to avoid anything destructive or, God forbid, harmful. But any action is better than just sitting around. The greatest risk is taking no risk. Because then what you end up having is just that status quo, no move, just sitting. That's not healthy for the human spirit that is constantly moving. We may think we're just relaxing. And everybody needs time, obviously, a respite. But life is about mobility, about movement. Look at your heartbeat. Imagine the heart decides it wants to stop for a while, God forbid. It's a wave, a constant pulsating wave. Your breath, exhale, inhale. And the same thing in our lives as we aspire to things. You need action that gets things rolling and going. So there you have the triple A. The triple A of spiritual maintenance. Not auto maintenance, spiritual maintenance. Psychological maintenance, emotional maintenance of your confidence. And more than maintenance, growth. And why do we call it easy? He used an example, an analogy from the Talmud. Someone was, at, someone was traveling, a traveler was traveling, came to a crossroad. And he said to one of the little children saying, how do I get to the city that I want to go to? There are two roads. So the child in his little witty child says, well, this is the short, long road, and this is the long, short road. So short, long sounded shorter to this fellow, so he took it. He went down the short road. Yes, he saw the city right up ahead, but he couldn't get there. Because the, 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 the growth, the undergrowth, overgrowth of bushes and, and, uh, and weeds and trees and uh, thorns couldn't make it through. Spent half a day, had to go back to the crossroad and says to the child, you told me this was the short road. He says, short, but long. So he takes the second road, the long, short road. This one, many more miles. And he did not see the city right up ahead. 
but it was a clear path. So it was a longer road, but it was short. In life, we always will usually opt for, I say usually, it's, I said always, usually, it's usually because fact is, I'm sure there are exceptions, we'll opt for the short, long road because it sounds shorter. Quick fix, instant gratification, overnight. Especially in this fast food age, in this fast everything age. But when it comes to real things in life, there's a process. And things emerge. You do the right things, you find the answer. And that's why I'm not suggesting quick fixes. At the same time, it's easy because it's there inside you. You just are gotten yourself into the wrong place. It's like a person who has all the abilities. Think of a, a tennis champ, the number one in the world, but then gets into a funk due to an injury, due to a loss. And in his head, something is in his head that doesn't let him access. And nothing changed, the same talents. Same happens to us. We're born with this supreme and absolute confidence. And we set out on our journey. Then things happen. And then, when, then a new narrative suddenly emerges, or not suddenly, it takes time, and we buy into it. We think that's our story. That's the trap. That's why it's not easy, because we have to de- contend with our own new, I would say, distorted narrative story. However, when you realize that, and that comes through the three things I've spoken, an attitude change through study, through learning, through discovering, about who you really are. An association change, which means reviewing and assessing who you associate with and how it affects you. And bringing new associations into your life. And finally, your act, actions, that jolts your whole system, the actions. And that's what makes it easy because it's really inside of you. Just waiting to be released. Try it out. I guarantee you, you'll be surprised at the results. Because as soon as we look at ourselves in this almost like looking from the outside and not just buying into yesterday's narrative, that alone creates change. But especially in this context. So check out who you're turning to on a daily basis for advice. Again, we're not talking about doing anything draconian or drastic. Introduce a little fresh air into your life new friend, a new mentor, a new, a new advisor, a colleague. It could be just, it doesn't have to be anything dramatic. Make it easy. Make it simple. The second thing, make sure your mind is now refreshed as well with new approaches to things. Study about the soul. Learn about it. And finally, act. Do an action. Take on a new project. Join a group that, of a cause you believe in. Act on it. Dedicate some time, money, or whatever it is that you can dedicate, resources. But action. And not just wait for someone else to act. Action builds tremendous confidence, as does a new mindset, and as does new associations. So the triple A, the three easy ways to boost your confidence... I'd love to hear how things go. This is Simon Jacobson, Meaningful Life Center, MeaningfulLife.com.
And please, share your thoughts. Love to hear your suggestions, your ideas. Share with others if you felt this was meaningful. Like, subscribe. Let's create a movement of confident individuals that you can begin or enhance actualizing so many of your dreams and aspirations. Because armed with this confidence, nothing is impossible. Doesn't mean we have to do it all alone. We can also find others. Thank you so much. Be blessed. And let's raise the confidence level in our own personal lives and in all those around us. Thank you. This program is brought to you by the Meaningful Life Center. Please help us continue our programs. Make even a small contribution at MeaningfulLife.com slash donate.